You know, there's a special mojo that's felt during those moments when human beings genuinely share who they are. When you see a songwriter who deeply believes and has lived the words that they're singing, it's the kind of magic that hushes a noisy room or sends shivers down your spine. I'm here to explore just that. What is it exactly that makes that kind of magic moment happen? Greetings, folks. My name is Michael Averill, and this is the Write Songs You Love podcast. Well, hello, my friends. It has been a week, literally, from the last podcast to put up. But uh, exactly a week ago, the craziest thing happened where I live and literally just across the lake from me last Thursday night, there was a massive, massive fire that just ripped through Kelowna, West Kelowna and the surrounding areas. And to be completely honest, was the most horrifying thing I've, I've ever seen. And late Thursday night last week, when we were watching this from our, from our side, it was just like not believable that the fire could hop over the lake because it's like almost a two and a half kilometer wide lake. And at about 10.30 at night, my wife uh, just goes out outside on, on the deck there and just down the way sees flames maybe only about a kilometer or so away from us and so we packed up everything and and got out of there and it just happened really 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 fast and it's just been kind of intense so tons of people you've probably seen it on the news because I've, I was getting messages from people from all over the world saying they they saw it on their news stations and it's just been a time, a lot of a lot of damage done, a lot of people displaced, lots of people losing homes, but in the same time, lots of community rallying and support and just combined efforts to make something salvageable, make make room for people to be safe, taking care of people, and it's just been a lot of of emotions. And the firefighting teams that are here and the ones that have descended here from all sorts of other places are, it's just been quite remarkable to witness the scale that everything has happened. And uh, yeah, so we've been out of our place. We hadn't officially been ordered to leave, but we were on evacuation alert which means you just got to be ready to go. But with the proximity of the fire that we saw, we just decided we'd rather be safer and got our stuff out or like our essential things, which is a crazy situation. You know, when you feel like you've got limited time just to choose a few things to go, you know, what do you choose? So I don't know if I, well, I have a feeling that some of you have been in, in that kind of situation before and it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard one for sure. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm happy to, to be back in, in the studio here at our place recording this podcast for you today. Uh, we haven't officially come back, but 
we've just been staying with family in a in another safe location so so no worries there but uh, I just wanted to send out a, a huge heartfelt thank you and just all the major gratitude I have for everybody who who took the time to check in and send messages and and send daily messages and even make offers to to come stay <laughs> you know whether you're across the country or even in another country it was incredibly sweet and really helped to stay positive during that whole time which otherwise was just full of a lot of stress and waiting games for the next news update so yeah i hadn't been really doing much else this whole last week until just the other day just getting back into some of the songwriting workshops which has felt really good and kind of brought my mind and headspace back to where i like it to be and just yesterday I actually sat down and wrote a tune about about all this. It was the first day that the sun actually was visible and it, it, the sky wasn't completely just socked in with smoke because we've, we've just been inside because it's just been so bad. But um, anyway, just wandering around and really appreciating the sunshine was was quite a impact on me like uh, yeah it's just when when something is removed like that and you've been going through a lot of stress and anxiety then something like that is a very warm welcome so i thought i'd uh i haven't actually shared this with anybody i just finished writing it yesterday and this will be the first time sharing it with anybody so this gives you a a good update of what's been happening but also just something that uh, really stood out to me in all of this was, you know, the reminders of, of the good, the good things that are out there in people and in, in situations, but particularly with the way people stand up for each other and look after each other in times of crisis. So here we go. Been pretty shitty for the last six days Hell's been feeling liberal with its smoking flames A hundred years worth of fire showed up in a night Obliterated almost everything in sight Left us with air too hard to breathe and a big hazy mess Too thick to see Too thick to Thank the stars the wind died and gave a little space For fighters of fire coming in From all over the place And everybody's working overtime Everybody's here holding the lines Playing their parts 
Even the rain is showing up So we can breathe again mm -hmm. Breathe again And it's good to be reminded There are helping hands Good to be reminded People give a damn to be reminded the sky's still blue good to be reminded people do whatever they can to help each other through to be reminded people say hello yeah good to be reminded the sun's still yellow oh, oh, oh. it's good to be reminded the sky's still blue good to be reminded people do whatever they can to help each other to help each other through oh my gosh yeah i went on when i went on that walk i came back and uh, I was actually just texting back and forth, checking in with my mother-in-law, Linda, or if you're, if you're uh, listening, I know sometimes you listen to this. Thanks for this uh, little nudge, because I, I was just saying that I, I went, went on a stroll and it was good to, good to remember that the sky is still blue and that the sun's still yellow, because it just hasn't looked that way for the last week. And she said, well, sounds like the beginnings of a song there. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Maybe you're right. So I spent the next couple hours or so just sitting with everything and putting that down. So thank you, Linda, for helping me pull that out. So I felt quite cathartic and important to do that. And I thought it actually flowed well with last week's topic that we brought up here about what makes a song you love. And I threw out a bunch of ideas to do with all the different ingredients, I think, maybe contributors to that. But I just, for, for, for this particular song, you know, this has my own personal experience going on here. There's there's also an experience that a community has shared and gone through really difficult times together that's still going on. That's not over yet. But it's something that I would actually like to make a short little video, probably do that later this afternoon and post it up online just to say thank you to 
uh, not only the like the everyone coming to to fight the fires, but all the support and all the volunteers that have helped people in emergency services. Um, the way the food bank has been stepping up has been amazing. Uh, there's been a few uh, local nonprofit organizations that have been there supporting people who've been displaced, and the whole thing, the whole unit of it all, is is has been quite impressive in the area. And the way the the fire chiefs were showing up on the daily to to give announcements in a in a really story based kind of heartfelt way of of helping us connect to, to all of the oh my gosh I guess like the the deep heart and work that was going into people protecting the communities here I'll I'll say more about that next week because there's another story I want to share but anyway uh, for many reasons the the layers that are involved with this, and I believe I mentioned that last time, uh, really make this something that that feels good on all the levels. And so I'm I'm looking forward to sharing this more with the people who who inspired it, and that already feels extremely meaningful to me to express that that deep gratitude. But all that aside, I just wanted to take a moment to say also thank you to everybody who responded in the Facebook group. And actually, for the first time, I, I noticed something on Spotify. If you're listening through Spotify, there is actually a chance to make a comment there. There is a situation in a like a Q&A section of every episode where it says, what did you think about this episode? And... I had my first ever reply there by someone named Katie Jane. <laughs> and and she said, gee, you give good inside out think chat. <laughs> Another song idea sparked while listening today. Thank you. So that's awesome. I love I love hearing that kind of stuff. So if you're listening on Spotify or there's other places that give you those options to share some feedback, amazing. That's super cool. I know there's people in the Facebook group and there's people on Spotify and there's people on all sorts of different places where you listen. But if yeah, if you look for things to to let me know how how these episodes are landing on you, that that's always great to hear. So thank you <laughs> to uh, Katie Jane for replying there. But I wanted to go over to the post that I made last week in Facebook that asked a question, and I'll reiterate this question, and here it goes. In your writing experience, what makes you love a song or not? So I, I, wanted, I did this previously with another podcast where I brought up the topic of moving on and got a huge, huge amount of responses to what people thought about that and how they went through that. And that was very, very helpful and amazing to, to go through those responses and have those discussions. So I was happy to do this again. And there's about 30 responses that I wanted to read because I think they're just helpful to hear and they're also different. So I'm gonna read these out and I hope these spawn something for you or maybe they'll be you know, trigger something that's like, oh yeah, that's what, that's how I do it. Or, or even just make you think about looking at songs for yourself in a new way. Either way, can't go wrong. So I, I just get excited to share, share these thoughts because they're so good. So we'll start with Stephanie. 
Stephanie says, if I discovered something about myself or if I really feel I am being 100% myself. So really getting at that feeling authentic, kind of genuine. This is who I am. This is what it is. I love that. So Dana, Dana says, I think for me, it's twofold. First, the way I feel when I play and sing it. Two, the reactions and interactions it evokes in those who listen. Usually, if number one is there, number two follows. Hope that makes sense. I totally think that does. I think it's it's a huge thing when if if the song that you're playing really makes you feel something and takes you somewhere for yourself. I'm not saying that it can't happen, but it's really hard for it to happen for the audience if it's not happening for you. There's just uh, another layer of magnitude that explodes when when you feel that way. That's the kind of thing. It makes me think of 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 if you know you're working on a project or you have a business or something like that. You know, I've always heard it said to me, it's like if you don't if you don't care, no one else is going to care. <laughs> like how do you expect anyone else to? So to care of your to about your songs, it's like allowing yourself to go to the places where where that happens. So I love that, Dana. Rachel just released a new album uh, this last week, which is a pretty powerful, pretty powerful one to listen to. So I'd recommend go going and listening to that, and maybe we can get Rachel on here in the future to talk about it because she's got some neat stories. But she says, when it feels like a fresh spin on something familiar. Also, when I feel comfy in the verse, then I can't wait for the chorus. <laughs> All right, Roberta says, I think the songs I write that I like best have a deep personal connection to me, like stories you could only get from reading my diary. I can think of two or three that are so personal that I'm so happy I wrote and that oddly enough, I don't care if anyone else likes them because I'm just so happy they exist. I love that. But yeah, ultimately, I think songs I love very best have a certain sound. In brackets, sorry, this is vague. It's something to ponder that draws me into the draws me into it along with the lyrics. So there you go. Ah. Uh, Sandy is just agreeing with someone saying, I agree not caring what anyone else thinks of a precious song you've written that is healing for the writer. Jillian, just straight up one word, lyrics. Bam. <laughs> Mariana, to me, it's how they make me feel. If they produce this well-being kind of whisper in my heart, if I can listen from beginning to end and feel that the experience is rewarding, that resonates with a memory in my life, and of course, that I want to play it again. Claudia says, sometimes I have songs that just, in quotes, blurp out of me. Some of them are when I have felt sad or wistful. Do I like them? Yeah. Sometimes I like to feel sad or wistful because it's part of the human condition. Other songs are happy and silly. I love them too. You just hope a song connects. Diane says, a song I love 
It's the melody, hands down. Or it could be the guitar or a synth melody that underlines the song, but basically it's melody that makes me lose my mind over a song. All right, Karen. Karen has a big epic answer here, and it really gets at some cool questions posed more so in last week's episode. So I got, I got to read this whole thing. It's just too great. Uh, she's saying, as others have mentioned, emotional connection is key. There has to be something of myself in the song to make it personal, to warrant the emotional investment to love or even dislike the song. And that goes with my songs or songs I like to listen to. Uh, what makes a song I love is the connection to the words that are used. Do they make me reminiscent of a time in my life? Do they evoke an emotional response to the events in the song? Do the words elicit a feeling of empathy or of a shared experience? Does the song create joy or sadness that brings about those same emotions within me? Even with songs I dislike, as stated in the podcast, I look at them and ask, why? Why do I not like this song? Am I happy with the technical aspects of it? Music, rhythm, tempo, chord progressions, melody, lyric composition, rhyming, not rhyming, etc. Or is it the feelings the song evokes inside me? Am I feeling pain, anger, frustration, sadness, guilt, raw exposure, or vulnerability? What do I need to address within myself when these emotions erupt? Sometimes the reason I don't like a song I've written is because the words don't adequately express what I want to say. The idea is lost in the translation, and I despise putting out a song that I feel is mediocre. This is where the inner honesty comes into play. This last teacup challenge, a prompt asked us to write a song about what our heart needs to hear, and asked us to be honest. I sat down and was brutally honest with myself, and from that came the song, Forgive. I was not in love with the song when I wrote it. I was actually annoyed with myself that I wrote that song because it made me feel weak and insipid at the time. It's been a week long now. My husband had a chance to play the song. I've had an opportunity to play it for a couple of people and looking for feedback. The emotional response I received was so supportive and I've come to realize the song has power to help others and opened a door for me to examine the issues that brought me to write that song in the first place. I don't necessarily love it as yet, as I and the song are still a work in progress, but one day I can see myself loving the song for the peace it will give to me and to others because it is a song that gives permission. It's a song that says it will be okay, you're okay, that we are loved. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want, to be loved and be okay. Dang, thank you, Karen. I love the detail that you went in with this, particularly with a song that you don't like and just describing the relationship and how you took it to other people and that that's kind of showing you 
a, a bit of proof and evidence otherwise that there's something more there and maybe there's a longer term relationship with this song. So thank you. All right, we're over to Vicky. I love, sorry, I, a song I love makes me feel good or validates an experience, resonates, has a memorable melody and hook and an overall enjoyable vibe. Songs I don't like are ones that are harsh, abrasive instrumentally, maybe have lyrics that don't resonate, doesn't leave me wanting to repeat it over and over. So there we go. Thank you, Vicky. We got Elijah. What makes me love a song is that it's the latest one I wrote. Ha <laughs> ha. I can totally relate to that. There's some magic about the freshest song in the pile that just feels super exciting. But he's got more. <coughs> Excuse me. He says, when I magically, but when I magically can communicate my idea and it doesn't take a ton of effort, those are the ones I love the most. Callie says, relatability and able to sing along. Kate has more of a scientific approach here. It turns out to be, if it turns out to be concertable, shareable, readily relatable by others, I don't find that, I don't find that out until it has been performed. This is not to rule out occasionally presenting more esoteric stuff, but I think that is a regular indulgence, more forgiven in the stars than in enduring artists or more enduring artists on a modest scale. The latter is what it turns out I would prefer to be. To me, the real trick is figuring out what element makes a song relatable. My present working hypothesis is that in my world, it is not a single factor, but rather one of a small handful of attributes combined with a fundamental human truth that is universal and not buried too deep or otherwise too hard to excavate. Then there's the controversial ones, fixing on a polarity. Ah, don't get me started. <laughs> Love it. Leilani. Uh, Leilani says, when I feel a connection to something greater and it flows without effort, that's when writing feels indescribable. For a lack of a better word, in quotes, right. Sandy has a follow-up thing, says, uh, thank you for the moving podcast. I shared a story about my dad last week. So um, he said it made, made me think of my dad when he was terminally ill. I wrote a song for him and his dog who passed away at the same time, and I sang it at the funeral. So in answer to the question about the songwriting process of love or hate, it's got to make me feel something and not be forced. Come from the heart. Tapora says, how it makes me feel. Jody Lynn says, does it make you feel something? <laughs> uh, Joe, Astro Joe is saying, sometimes it's the vibe, groove, or the storytelling in the lyrics. Sue says, when it feels channeled, so to speak, the flow, I feel the song, sorry, I feel inside the song itself while I'm singing and playing it. Uh, Nadine says prosody, melody, emotional essence, importance of content at this moment in time to me. Mm, that's a 
I got that. Oh yeah, that's a big one. I can say just with this recent song I just did. It couldn't be more recent, <laughs> and there is a certain energy and magic to that for sure. And the last response we have here is from Maya. We've got for me to love a song, it's got to possess that magic that happens when the melody, lyrics, and music are in perfect harmony, and every part individually serves to make each of the other parts better. It doesn't happen on every song, but when it does, bam! <laughs> this holds true for other people's songs too. So there you go. Quite a few different responses and angles, which I think is always so cool to learn about and, and just acknowledge like, wow, there's so many perspectives on how this sits. So I hope that helps if, if you've ever been struggling with like, oh, what's the one way, you know, like there's, there's always so many workshops and messages out there that's like, this is the way you have to do this. And this is the way and that's bullshit. <laughs> Straight up. You can see how many different ways this exists for people. It's not a templated thing. And I think once you realize that that becomes quite a freeing belief. And I think it can really help open up your songwriting. And, you know, having it as a lifelong language, something that you can use for whatever therapeutic value or fun value or enjoyment value it is, that's amazing. Like I said, there's, there's not really a ton of rules. It's just letting, the, letting the, the feels and the heart be the guide on this kind of stuff. It can end in a, in a really great place where you, you just love them. You know, you just, they just hold something special. And if you are the kind of people that are doing, you know, more of a career route or pursuing your songs in that way, to me, again, it seems like they're only going to be better off if you exercise this kind of depth and exploration into your heart with them. So there you go. There's a lot of things to think about today. And, and again, just want to say another big thanks to all the people that contributed their thoughts into this and the time you took to think on some of these, well, on all your answers and just to share. I know everyone listening, I know I just reading those again, feel inspired and feel like I'm gonna look at my songwriting a bit differently. And uh, I always appreciate that because it's, it's an ever evolving thing. <laughs> There's always room to grow. So, with that, I, I want to keep carrying this series on. And I'm now that I'm, I hope, hopefully I'm back home here. We're not completely settled back. But as I get more into a rhythm, I'm going to start bringing some guests on again, because there are some people that shared some ideas that I would love to talk about a little bit more from this last week <coughs> and going forward. But so we'll we'll have some some people come on soon here in the near future. But in the meantime, I would love to put this in your mind is to think about one of those components that I would have to say is one of my favorite components of what I think makes a song you love is the layers. So in my mind, there's there's these there's several layers and, and where this really first came up to me was in a book that Victor Wooten, bass player, 
musician extraordinaire author, wrote a book called The Music Lesson. And in that book, there's a, a little passage that talks about his, this uh, one of his mentors in there, and it's like a, a fictional story. But the 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 music, not wisdom that you gain from that book is is really special. So I highly recommend reading that book or listening to the audiobook if you've never engaged with it. But there's this one part that talks about these different different ways that you can kind of show up in the world. Uh, essentially, for yourself, you can you know showing up for music, and then showing up for life, and just to give some examples of that, and this is where this comes comes from the book, is um, you know it's the, the way they phrase it. It's like you know if if you really want to do something for yourself and you really deeply believe that you know it's going to be good for you, it's like all of the forces within you activate, conspire, whatever you want to call it, to to do the best they can to move whatever that is into action for yourself. So if you go to the next layer of depth, and music is a big focus of that book, so it's like if you want to do something for the betterment of music, not just yourself, but something for music, then not only the forces within you and everything activating there, it's like the forces within the power of music come to your aid and, and will show up in ways to make that happen. And and then the final stage is like, but if you're with what you're doing, seeking to improve the quality and existence of all life, then you get all the mega forces of yourself, music, and all of life working together to to make this vision happen. So I feel I've seen this happen in in songs where songs that I've I've thought and gone into with the intention of like this is a bigger thing. This isn't just for me. This is something that I I can recognize for for something I want to like say about music or something I want to like draw people's attention to to really appreciate music in a different way or, you know, bigger things to do with life. Like I feel like Thank You, that song Thank You ended up being a song like that. Um, there's a song called Stronger Together that I that I did for someone's birthday, uh, a, a good friend, her woman, uh, her, her name is Wendy. And, and this song just kind of became a bigger thing. It originally was for her, for her birthday, but the way it kind of grew and it, it has kept growing, it just kind of keeps adding new layers to itself in in the fact that it has been used by choirs and it has been used in other situations where people are advocating for others to city councils and and it, it became like more or less like well the name of an award for for like a Canadian economic development kind of thing, and it, anyway, that that whole that song is its own episode. That maybe we'll have to bring Wendy and some other people on for. But it just felt like that song has gone on to to really do a lot more for life. And actually, during the pandemic, I some of you were even a part of this video that I made that incorporated everybody singing a little part of that song. And releasing it out there is just something fun to do when we were all in lockdown. 
so that's what I mean, you know, like taking taking a moment to try to make something a bit better for everybody, all of that. So anyway, all of that to say, these are these layers that I think do exist and I've seen them in action and I've seen them work. And I'm curious to know what you think about that. Do you, have you ever thought about that when you've written a song? Do you look at how many, how many layers does this encompass and asking yourself the question is like, could it go another layer? Like, it's totally fine if it's just for you. But if, could it, could it also go or extend out to somebody else? Could it also, you know, even if it's just one person, but then could it, could it potentially extend out to be for your community? You know, your pocket of the world or your, your group that you're a part of or any, anything where you feel uh, an important sense of belonging? And then bigger than that, if you're looking at just all life on the planet or beyond or whatever that means to you, have, do you have a song that could address that? Or is that something that you want to try writing? Anyway, that's, that's the question I'm going to put out for this week and in part of this series is what, what do the layers mean to you and, and how, do you, how do you see those showing up in your writing? Okay. Well, on, well, just seeing as how I was just talking about Stronger Together, I will leave you with that one today in the spirit of all of the amazing action and support I've been witnessing over this last week, not only just locally here with all the, the efforts to, to work with the fire, but also again with all of the feedback and support and kindness that you've all been showing me checking in. It's really, really appreciated. So thank you. And yeah, thank you for showing me and reminding me that uh, we're always stronger together. All right, we'll catch you next time. Well, it takes one to have a bright idea Two to share the worry It takes three to split the weight When it's too much to carry it takes four build a shelter that withstands the weather well anyone can do it alone but we're stronger together like links in a steel chain we are stronger together like a tool belt full of tools we are stronger together like muscles in the body we are stronger together. Well, anyone can do it alone, but we could all use a little help. Like a roaming pack of wolves, we are stronger together. Like feathers on a wing, we are stronger together. Like laughter with a friend, we are stronger together. Well, anyone can do it alone, but we could all use a little help. Like members of a family, we are stronger together. Like a forest full of trees, we are stronger together. Like water in a river, we are stronger together. Well, anyone can do it alone, but we could all use a little help. And it takes one to have a bright idea 
Two to share the worry, it takes three to split the weight. When it's too much to carry, it takes four to build a shelter that withstands the weather. Well, anyone can do it alone, but we're stronger together, yeah. Well, anyone can do it alone, but we're stronger 